Hello and welcome to another episode of Chai Spirits, guys. I'm Parker. I'm John. And we're joined by two very special guests. One is a re- repeat from that, our very first episode. She's been here since the beginning. Uh, Lauren. Listen to every episode. And we are also joined by a friend of the show, Jeff. Jeff welcome. is... Welcome happy to be here, guys. Yeah. Jeff is mostly Same. a rye drinker. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. So he's branching out. We all have whiskey, though, so that's exciting. Right. Um... A really which, interesting episode today. Which is why today we're not drinking whiskey. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Very interesting episode today. Um, we are drinking... John, tell all the, the good people about what we're drinking today. Tonight we're drinking uh, a spirit called Geneva, which is uh, a Dutch spirit. Um, it is the origin of gin. Think about gin as you know it, and then imagine before you know it. That's Geneva. It's, it's unrefined. It's... Interesting. We have some samples that we acquired through a local uh, uh, bar restaurant here called Scofflaw. They did a Geneva uh, dinner tasting uh, back in like early 2020 when you were stay at home, and uh, we I won a, a sample set, and uh, we've got a bunch of like five to try. And turns out that Lauren and Jeff, they kind of like gin. So we're going to kind of throw this at them and see if gin drinkers like Geneva. Yeah, we're going to find out. Um, yeah, good little background as, as John started to do there. Like, like what is Geneva? And there's some d- discussion of how it's pronounced. Geneva, Geneva. Geneva sounds right. I've been, I've been correcting people all day long on this. And it's only because I went to this little class that I know how to pronounce it. Because it doesn't look like Geneva. Um, Did they tell you that's how you say it? Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a traditional um, juniper flavored liqueur um, of the Netherlands and Belgium, and then also in some small parts of France and Germany, right around there. I, I think, yeah, so this is all from like a European council that is like around to promote Geneva. Yeah. But that's where it started, though, was in the Netherlands, and, and then it kind of branched out right in that area right there. And then uh, actually, it was the, uh, it, was, it started before gin because. Geneva made it to Britain, and that is, and people tried it and were like, oh my god, we have to try to replicate something similar, and that's how gin was born. Right, right. Um, way back when. Um, it's a blend, a blend malt wine and botanical distillate. And malt wine, that would be like a, a high proof, like probably like closer to 20% wine kind of thing. Yeah, that they're making from grains and malts, and um, there's, there's two main types of Geneva. I'm going to refer to this 15 times today, so... That's fine. I'll, I'll correct you every time. I appreciate Geneva. that. Is, uh, uh, young and Oud, so young and old, and the two types, and they're referring to the style of it, not of the, like, age of it. So there's the old style and the young and the new style. Because uh, because only one of these is actually barrel aged. Uh, two of them are, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, two of our five yeah. samples here are. But, yeah, that's unrelated to the actual styles of it. The, 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 the young style... Um, can contain no more than a 50% malt wine and 10 grams of sugar per liter, whereas the old style must contain at least 15% malt wine, but no more than 20 grams per liter. Which is great for our friends who are on keto and all these other diets. But, but yeah, the, the old style was a lot more grain <laughs> grain intensive. And then the new style, um, they, they use a little more of like uh, alcohol derived from molasses because during World War One. They couldn't get grains for this because it was all going towards the war effort. 
So they used. Um, Remember World War One? I, the Great War, as yeah. they called it back right. then. Um, so it's more like vodka, where it's no sh- less sugar. Or no yeah. sugar. I right. think vodka's well, no well, sugar. Well, they were actually using the uh, molasses from sugar beets in World War One because that was more available. And, and, no, and nobody likes beets, so there are plenty of available. I kind of like beets. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody kind of likes beets now because they're cool to like. But yeah, I mean, and also if you're looking for a great sugar beet-based <laughs> rum, listen to our Wild Rye episode as they have uh, a wonderful rye out of Montana. But... Uh, um, yeah, because grains were hard to come by during World War One, because it was all going to feed the troops, I'd imagine, um, they went into the sugar beet to make more. But that is that is the new style. It is not as malt wine forward. Wow. We know so much about Geneva now, but we don't know anything about what it tastes like. Well, we're about to find out. But before we do that, um, let's kind of dive right into our samples here. Um, our first one is from, uh, is from Bowles, which is the best-selling... Of the Geneva's that is out there, I've had this before. How do you spell I haven't that? tasted it yet. Uh, B O L, bowls. Okay, um, they first began distilling uh, in 1664. Um, it's made from corn, rye, and wheat, as most Geneva's are. And to be fair, the spirit we're having today was not distilled back then, just so people mm-hmm. know. Correct. Oh, right. um, this and, is and it is blended unaged. with 22 botanicals. It's got kind of a corn smell to it. It almost yeah. like smells like unaged. As it uh, should. Bourbon. As it should. That is what they're going for. Oh yeah, I definitely get the grains on that. Yeah. I'm looking at our, our guests. What do you guys think, Jeff? I mean, I, I taste the wood. I taste a little spice. I don't know. Jeff told me before we started this. He's like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah. That's harsh, man. <laughs> you know what? I didn't mind it. Um, it's definitely, it reminds me of kind of a... Uh, Oaky? Well, I was, I was going to say like a, a underaged whiskey. Yeah. Or, or not yeah. aged. Right. It's like, it's like a good right. white dog. Yeah, know? yeah. But it's, I don't think it's trying to do anything else. It's, you know... Folks, I think this is where we're at with Geneva, so let's get ready to this. But isn't a white dog more like... It's just unaged. It's harder to drink, though. Too, right, kind right. Of. It's. I mean, well, when you age something, it. it yeah, adds historically, a lot. um, yeah, it smooths it out the longer you age it. Right. Yeah. But honestly, like, I didn't mind that. I mean, in a cocktail, you could totally, I don't know, make that into uh, something that's one hundred percent imbibable. I just got a lot of fire. Yeah. Hope that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's totally fine. Um, honestly, like, I did not mind it. I think the best thing about that was that um, I expected gin and I got kind of like a corn whiskey kind of taste. That's mm. interesting. Yeah, that's it's true. Like multi, it yeah. didn't. I didn't think gin. Right. It was very different. Or juniper. Gin. Yeah. But I think these other ones are going to be more like what you would expect for gin. Okay. Yeah. So the next one that we should try is probably... Uh, the Bobbies is okay. what we're looking for next. I okay. like that name. Bobbies. Bobbies Geneva. So what about that? Um, oh, just real quick. So the last one was forty-two percent ABV, by the way. Okay. So that's like eighty-four proof. Proof. Uh, yes. Yes. Good. Morgan there, and uh, yeah. So the, so Bobby's here. Thank you, Morgan. Um, is is thirty-eight percent. Um, thirty-eight percent ABV. It's so this is kind of an interesting one because it, so it's a blend of Indonesian spice and malt wine. Okay. Mm. So it was originally created by uh, J- Jacobus Alphonse. My apologies, Jacobus, if I mispronounce your name. He was known as Bobby. Bobby. An Indonesian who migrated oh, yeah. to the Netherlands in the 1950s. Um, and so that 
his his family they still use his family recipe for this company now. They they launched their distillery in 2014. Mm. They use the original family recipe that Bobby came up with, and it's kind of a blend of two cultures: the the Dutch culture and the Indonesian culture, where they bring the spiciness from there and use it in the botanicals of uh, of this. So let's see if you notice a spiciness in this. Ooh, I'm kind That's of a lot smell. softer. Yeah, it like. smells a lot more lemony. Yeah. Yeah, weirdly, I get... That's very drinkable. Yeah, Bobby knew what he was doing. Yeah, I can pound this. Bobby. Yeah. That's very nice. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, what was the proof on that again? 38%, so 76 proof. A little low, a little low. That's why it's so drinkable. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? That little shift is enough? Yeah, yeah I mean, it makes more like a liqueur, like uh, something, you know. It's a high, I mean, it's higher for a liqueur. It's like not 80. But I do still, despite... I mean, maybe because of that, I get more citrus. Maybe, yeah. You know? Yeah, you get a lot of flavor out of it. Yeah, it is. It is definitely citrusy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice. Mm-hmm. But I would drink a couple glasses of that. Yeah. And stuff. For uh, sure. Morgan, what do you think? I enjoy it. This. Uh, I didn't care for the first one very much. Um, it was it, oh. the first one was harsh. This I one agree. is lovely. Yeah. And yeah, I do. I do think you get a citrus flavor. Have you seen... The smell um, is so nice. Yeah, like yeah, really right, solid. right. Like a hint of lemon. Which right, is like it's that with a seltzer would be great. It's, oh, yeah, it's more like a seltzer than it is like a gin. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a taste of a gin out there. Like That's a great this. point, actually. That would be a great seltzer flavor, I feel like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good I mean, there's call. definitely juniper in it, but... Well, there's definitely juniper in it. Yeah. But, but it's not harsh. Yeah, there's a lot of other things going on. All right. Um, I know I... Thank you, John. Pass around a water glass since that's so citrusy. We want to make sure we uh, cleanse the palate. Um, so the next one we're passing around is uh, from Root. Again, perhaps, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing. It's R U T T E. Ruta. Ruta. I have no idea if that's right. Yeah. Um, it's 35% ABV. Um, also a little lower than what you would might have expected. Yeah, but a lo- actually a lot of the genres are not that high. High though, from what I've seen. Um, the distillery was founded uh, by Simon Root. In 1872, okay. and is uh, still there in, I'm going to mispronounce his name, in uh, Verschistrat. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right on. Right on, right on. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, that is the spelling of that, Morgan. You, you can gauge me on my pronunciation there. Verschistrat. Well, you know what? We tried our best. Here, here in Morgan's Mer- last name is Van, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's got a Van in there. Sitting here. Listen, here in America, that was dead on. So, yeah. <laughs> um, now this one uses some unique botanicals. Just kind of believe me this. Um, and they use 13 botanicals in total, but uh, they use uh, walnuts, hazelnuts, and celery as a few of them, which wow. you do not see in a lot of these types of things. Hmm. So let's see if you notice something nutty outside of our guests. Right. I was going to say. <laughs> Mm, bad time to take a we got, we had jokes here at Chai Spirits, guys. <laughs> mm. Smooth. Yeah. That is really it's very smooth. smooth. I do get a little bit of the uh, the nuttiest though, so I, I kind of get that. I get that yeah. more than celery, but I think celery. So I get more than celery. Really? Yeah. A little vegetal for you? Yeah, definitely. No, Morgan's over here drinking an agua rum. Well, I get a laundry list of things. We're, oh, yeah. we're drinking a traditional Dutch treat here. Mm. What do you guys think? What is that? This is drinkable. Yeah. Would you want that in like a Negroni? Like what's uh, 
Sure. Which is probably something different. I don't know. I, I, th- I still like the second. Per- I prefer the second to the third, Ooh. but. I put this with some grapefruit tonic. I think this is my number one yeah. right now. I was like, just even a little soda water. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Turn keep it, it simple. Keep it simple. NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I think it's very flavorful. Yeah. Just kiss it. Keep it simple, stupid. It's got some floral notes and yeah. imagine a little seltzer with it. Mmm. Yeah. So like, all right. So this could be a good highball, right? This, okay. This would be like, yeah. Don't add any flavoring to it, but maybe mm-hmm. also maybe don't dilute it that much either. You could just yeah. like a splash of soda water. Mm-hmm. Now, let me throw you something wild at you. Could you throw some vermouth with this? Mm. Make a martini. Oh, yeah, mm. I think so for sure. Yes, yes, dirty martini. Yes. yes. Mm. Ooh, I would. Yeah. Oh, with olives, yeah, with the I nuttiness. Olives in it. Hmm. That's the only time I like olives is in a martini. So I know. I, I, know. I, would, I just feel I would, like I would a force lemon the olives twist on it. would be better with this. Hmm. I could see that though. That citrus would go well with this. I love the lemon twist versus the brininess of the olives. Yeah, I'm always with this. Or maybe even just uh, I don't know about cocktail onions. I'm not a cocktail onion guy. I just, I never know what they're going to go well in. What, what yeah. do you actually use the onion for? It's just a fun Nobody thing. knows. To, I'm just so for our listeners know, Jeff has given me like, oh, who would use that? And he's right. I have no idea who uses <laughs> but like We sell, sell them. them. Yeah. I don't, I don't know who's buying them, but. I assume that it's like people who drink a lot of cocktails. I mean, yeah. I, I guess. I don't know. All right. Yeah. We are apparently posing for a picture live on air here. This is great. Working on our social media, boys. Yeah. And ladies. Yeah. Listen, we're we're, we're just trying to get the word out to the the good people out there. Good people. Well, Geneva. Geneva. And the the greater spirits world. And the European Spirits Council and how much they care about. Like, they did sponsor this episode. So, Mm -hmm. uh, when do we take that break for that commercial? Yeah, right. That's coming up soon, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's see. Next up. We have uh, n- n- Deporgan. Uh, no, actually, uh, Notaris. Oh, okay. Notaris. I know yeah. this one is darker than the other one, but yeah, this yeah. is uh, Notaris. Oh, that is bar- a lot different we, looking. Yeah, are we getting the barrel aged ones? Well, uh, yes. <laughs> um, let me give you a little background on this. So, cool. Notaris, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, I hope, um, was founded in 1777 by. Peter Jansen. Just a year after the Declaration of and the United States Independence. And that's Peter, spelled P-I-E-T-E-R, so you know it's Peter. genuine. Peter. Like from the book Dune. Okay, yeah. go on. I mean, Dune's great. Um, yeah, mix mine with it, but yeah. This recipe is made from ancient Geneva values, so they only use pot stills. They're very against the They're very against the columns. No column. Right. Am I right? Um, I mean, yeah. Uh, Herman Jansen... Who is the great grandson of Peter? Peter is uh, the current owner. Yeah, and I, I met Herman once. He's a, a very important player in the Dutch Geneva industry, as you know. Yeah, we we, we drank once in Holland in uh, Amsterdam. And I gotta ask, what did you guys drink? Uh, we mostly gin, Geneva. Yeah. yeah, that's great, man. You can I, take one shot of Old Forester, and he made a face. Who's we? Me and uh, yeah. You you and Herman Jansen, the owner yeah, of the uh, the Notaris. Oh, Herm. Yeah. Herm. Mm-hmm. Hermie, actually. Mm-hmm. He said, call me Hermie. And I said, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable about that. But, yeah. <laughs> he's such a Did big he say he's... Hermie or Hermes? Oh, maybe that's oh, what yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Did you mispronounce his name? I think so, actually. At this yeah. point, like, I really... That like, seems... Just Hermie? That seems reasonable to that. Right. Uh, Not the Greek yeah. guy. Um, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another cool... We did go for a run the next day. Yeah. 
a cool thing about about that story though is it's grain to glass. So they're growing they their own stuff. They get it all. It's grain to glass. They're growing their own stuff, huh. and they're and they're distilling it, and putting it in the bottle. Hmm. Um, it is they're mashable by the way. It's mm. equal parts corn, malted barley, and rye, mm. which mm. which is the traditional ancient Geneva way of uh, of doing things. So wow. these, these guys are as tradi- so this is as traditional as it gets. Okay, we're about to drink. So is that why it's got that color? I think that's part of it. It smells grainy as all get out. Well, did you say that it it's does. aged? It doesn't say anything about it on here, but it's, like so it looks like it's been sat in a barrel for a hot minute. It's got to be though. Although it smells, like it, it smells like a today. whiskey. Grainy yeah, as get out. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. smells whiskey. like a whiskey. Yeah, a young. But it is because it's a young corn whiskey. Corn, grain whiskey. It's corn, rye, and malted barley. That's in equal whiskey. parts. And that's whiskey, baby. Mm-hmm. Lordy, baby. Call it Geneva, but it's whiskey, baby. Mm-hmm. It's 35 percent ABV. Hit me again, boy. That's hard. That's great. Whoa. It, it reminds me of a young whiskey. That's uh, it's a like, young whiskey. Yeah, it's like very much that. I gotta say though, I think they like employ some really good distilling techniques because it tastes real clean. Yeah. No, it's um. It'd be hard to mix. Good. Yeah, I don't know what I would Lauren, mix this with. Lauren, what do you think? Hard to mix. It's. I mean, I don't get any gin. If that is the derivative of gin, you could have fooled me. You know, gin came from fair. this, so yeah. like, gin got rid of the the it graininess. Like, it sounds like you're happy that we moved to gin eventually. I'm, you know, as you know, John, um, I'm a gin fan, mm-hmm. but not nearly as much of a other spirits fan as you are. Yeah, thank you. So when it gets into that more whiskey category, you know, yeah, not my cup of tea as much. It's, yeah. it's amazing the gra- the graininess on the I, honestly, yeah. I thought this was like really interesting. I don't know what that would taste like if we were like. I feel like you you, you ever see like when they have a horses and they put the thing around their their mouths where like they can leave like, a feed bag. Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like this is what they put on there. It's like yeah. Hey, there's grains oh, right here. And I'm like, I'm in. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's exactly how this feels. It's funny as as, because yeah. my grandma used to say when I was eating at family gatherings, it was like I was putting a feed bag on. Yeah. Just like the horses. <laughs> Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And speaking of horses, uh, R.I.P. My gin. What What do you like about gin? What Why not just vodka? Why not just like? I like the herbal taste of it. Really, I like the juniper. Juniper. Do you have a favorite gin or any uh, cocktail that you like a lot? Like there are a lot of gin cocktails. Um, I mean, French seventy five is probably like my favorite favorite. Fascinating. So French seventy five. What is that? It's got like gin. It's got like champagne. It's yeah. got uh, bitters, does, orange bitters in it. Does it have a maro or like a bitter liqueur or is that it? Mm, just the bitters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait. What? So why not like a Negroni? I don't think that's as drinkable. Yeah. I'll say. It's for like sure. I mean, I like it. I'll drink it for sure. You have like seventeen French seventy-five. Yeah, I'd be fine. Like five yeah. Negronis. Yeah. Yeah. If you get a Negroni, do a mezcal Negroni. Mm. Really? Oh, fantastic stuff. Mm. So good. So, what makes it a Negroni then? Just with the campari, or? Well, yeah. I mean, because it's all just different takes on the same cocktail. Yeah. Like I love a rum old fashioned. Well, right. Like, so the Negroni ah, is kind of like the okay. it's like the spirit yeah. with campari, mm-hmm. right? Like it's the spirit with a bitter. Yeah. yeah. yeah if you're doing a rum old fashioned, by the way. Have the simple syrup. You don't need as much sugar because it's already rum. Mm. Right. Okay. Although okay. I, I like Jamaican rum, if if you can get it, and uh, and chocolate bitters. So here wow, have... I've never even. 
I don't think I've had chocolate butter. I mean, I might have been a cocktail I didn't know about, but. Well, you know, it's, uh, yeah. I recommend that in old fashioned. I think it's a great little, you know, Here we are with addition. one more left to try. Yep. And we're on the last Geneva here and it's a uh, De Borgen. Ooh. De Borgen. I don't know how you pronounce it. De but, Borgen. Uh, um, a portion of this was aged in oak up to 17 years. So speaking of oak aging. Oh, just wow. a portion though. Yeah, not the whole thing. It would be way more expensive if it was. Oh, is that okay? It looks like a very small portion of this was aged for seventeen years. Mm-hmm. I would say like I don't know, two percent. Now, oh, no, you're saying that based on the color? Oh, yeah, okay. it's a little bit lighter. But um, the this uh, distillery was established in 1888 in Hooghout in the northern Netherlands. I went there once. Love Hooghout. Hoot. <laughs> And, uh, for a nanny. and also, yeah. this was apparently was aged for at least some amount of time in Oloroso sherry casks. I do, I do not know the specifics on how long or what, but it's apparently Oloroso sherry was involved in the creation of this. So I feel like Oloroso sherry was like the origin for aging most things. I mean, it's doing some good work. It's doing good work. Well, let's give it a taste. Ooh, I like the smell of this. The smell is very good, right? Yeah. And cherries all over. Yeah. And like a wood. Cherry and oh, wood. Yeah. Like a cherry wood? Like a cherry wood. You're talking about cherry wood. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's totally different. It's like a wood that in cherry combo. Mm. That tasted like, like wood cherry cake. Although I that did, was very good. I did drink chocolate. I did eat chocolate right before that. I didn't drink it. But I was like, I was like trying to like. But no, I agree with you. There is like a chocolatey note. Yeah. There. Chocolate cake, German chocolate cake, like a little bit of coconut. Like um, right. I'm. I like German chocolate yeah. cake a lot. The coconut for real. I mean, mm-hmm. I I think that's very nice. I could drink three of those. Yeah, I think it's very nice. Probably yeah. not six, but I could drink three of them. Yeah. Well, no, I finished that off real fast. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to say, I didn't expect um, uh, some of these Geneva's were, yeah. Mm-hmm. Were what? Really surprising. Like, mm. Yeah, that, I think that one would be good in a cocktail, I agree. Oh, no. It's great. I got the cocoa. Like, it's very, very bitter dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real far in the end. I like that yeah. one a lot. It's a fun Geneva. Um, what was your guys' favorite of the group there? Oof. That's kind of hard. That's well, we had Bobby's that was really good. Oh, Bowls. I think bo- Bowls, I feel like people were not hot on, despite it being the best-selling one. Yeah. It was, that was, uh, what, the second one was really lemony, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very citrusy in Bobby's. Um, it's... The third one was kind of nutty. That's the mm-hmm. whole shtick, though, is mm-hmm. that they, uh, um, they, like, walnuts and hazelnuts are in the, which we, we feel like we got. Um, a, the, the fourth one was very um, grainy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Very grainy. I think for me, it was either the second one or the fifth one were the like the best ones. Same. Yeah. yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say two or five. What would you do with those? Would you put them... i drink them, John. Um, neat, though? Like, what would you put them in a cocktail? I, I, I wouldn't, um, you know, I wouldn't pour them for concrete or anything. I feel like the second one, yeah. I feel like the second one I would do, like, a would you do martini, like, like a spirit-forward cocktail. Yeah. Uh, yes, I the, the citrusiness, citrusiness of it I think does lend itself to some fun cocktails. And then the last yeah. one, which was like kind of out of this world a little bit, I think almost you drink that straight. Yeah, I feel like you do that. Yeah. Just a little bit of soda water. Do people drink Geneva or G- Geneva? Sorry, straight. Uh, they they do in Holland. I think so. I don't have. Okay. I actually know. You'd be surprised how few people I know from Holland. Because I know in America, <laughs> would we be surprised? Yeah. In America, it's very rare for people to drink like gin straight. Well, I remember like um, remember the movie, the um, we drew, catch our uh, we drew gin straight yeah. in my house, by the way. But. What was the guy Willis from uh, Catch? What uh, you talking about? No, Willis? No, um, no. 
Willis. Willis, then? Um, Morgan, I'm calling on you. Uh, I'm doing my intern due diligence. Um, from How to Drink uh, Geneva mm-hmm. from travelgluttons.com. It says Geneva is usually poured to the rim of the glass. So you're advised not to pick up the glass, but rather to bend over and try to get the first sip without touching it. Real connoisseurs of Geneva suggest that you drink it slowly like a whiskey. Old Geneva is typically drunk as a digestif, while the mm. young as an aperitif. Okay, okay. No. I get that. I get the digestif and aperitif. Start with the young, end with the old. Hey, on to something there. But this place also spells it with a J, not a G. So well, that is very common, yes. That Whoa, is, uh, really? That is very much allowed. Oh, yes. no. Is it common? Okay. Yeah, if you if you literally go to the Wikipedia, it's like it, I, you type in the G and it puts you into the J. Like it's ah, okay. it is because in, in Europe that is what it's commonly referred to. Wow. Which is where it's like, where it's very like English centric. Well, I mean, it's the the oh, Netherlands the and Belgium. So. Mm. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that was fun. I uh, I feel like we learned a little bit about an I, ancient Dutch spirit. I do mm-hmm. feel very more like open to like spirits from around the world. A little more European. I'm glad you said that because we have upcoming a wonderful Australian whiskey to try. Wow. We're just like moving around like all the time, right? Like, and, and producer well, Jenny has really part. has really instilled in me that we need to start promoting our, our, new, our next episodes at the end of our current episodes. So stay Listen. tuned at some point in the next three months for that Starward Australian whiskey podcast. It's going to happen one of these days. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Yep. Um, any last th- final thoughts? Geneva. Jeff, I'm Very dying to hear your take on this. I, I think it's a good drink to have with friends around a beautiful table while you're talking about good stuff. Um, I love it. Yeah. I do I do concur. Very drinkable. Very drinkable. Drinkability, 90%. Yeah, I could pound him. 90. Yeah. I could, he could pound him. I could pound him on a hey. hot summer day. Fantastic. He's all right. Um, anyway, guys, thanks so much. Um, if you have uh, ideas for future episodes, please feel free to email us at uh, chispiritsguys at gmail.com and uh, like, subscribe, all the fun things. Um, we appreciate you guys. Thanks so much, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next time here at Chai Spirits Guys.